Thanks for tuning in to Chats with Your Self-Worth BFF. This is your host, Michaela Falar, where we are here to skyrocket your self-worth, heal your shit, and take your power back. Welcome to the chat. Welcome back to Chats with Your Self-Worth BFF. It's your host, Michaela Falar. I am here today with a special guest. Her name is Katie. I wanted to have her on because I wanted to do an episode with somebody else talking about dating. Um, I want to kind of give like some intuitive guidance, um, maybe see some patterns that maybe she's not seeing that I can kind of help her through so that she can move forward from um, maybe being an energetic match for people who do not have her highest interest at heart and whatever else comes up. So super excited to have you on, Katie. Welcome to the pod. Hi, excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So I posted on Instagram and I was like, if anybody wants to hop on and on the podcast and talk about dating, let me know. And Katie came into my, she was one of the first people that reached out to me and was like, I'm down. Like I've got some stories to share and um, she kind of gave me a little bit of background about like what these stories are. So super excited to get even more into them and to share them with you guys. Um, it should be a fun episode, super light, fun. Um, I'll give her an opportunity at the end to ask me any questions that she would like for me to intuitively channel for her. So excited for that as well, because it kind of gives you guys an idea of what I do when you book a session with me and you have questions that you would like for me to channel from straight from your higher self, straight from source. So, all right, with that being said, Katie, go ahead and start sharing. Like, what is it that you want to tell the world that you want to let like people know or to like watch out for, or like what experience, like what made you reach out to me? Um. So I guess to start with it, I have been engaged twice and never married and I'm 30. I just recently turned 34. I'm currently in a very healthy relationship. And one of the things I want to share with people is the extremity that I went through, the um, level of psychosis that I've dealt with and to not get discouraged. And a lot of the things that you talk about with finding yourself and making sure that you're true to yourself the type of people that you're drawing into your life and how important it is to know what you want and who you want in your life before you go out and date is so important. And I guess that kind of started, I was engaged when I was, I think 25 is when we actually got engaged. And that one just shattered me. That was like my first big love. Didn't see it coming. There were a lot of factors that went into it. We've since reconciled, so I don't hold it against him. And glad that we didn't get married. It's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, everything's always happening for us, right? Everything for a reason. I'm sure you learned a lot. The way it was supposed to with that one. But where I messed up was I didn't take the time to heal myself and to find myself and figure out what I wanted next and to kind of like accept what had happened. And I found myself in another relationship fairly quickly after. And Mm. that's where um, I really like had to learn some hard lessons and I thought that I was doing all the right stuff and I wasn't because I wasn't listening to myself. I was doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I put up a lot of these safeguards that I thought would protect me. Like, oh, if we date for X amount of time, if we live together, like certainly I won't find myself in in another heartbreak situation where I'm making decisions that aren't in my best interest. And it's just not true. Totally. Um, (laughs) When you say, um, like, you, I noticed that you said like where I messed up, like I've been there. Um, I know, I know what you mean by like, you know, jumping into like after being in a relationship and then like finding somebody who maybe checks off boxes that like, or like does the things that you were asking the previous guy to do for like years or months or whatever the case may be. And then like they do them and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is what I've been asking for. This is what I've been wanting um, but like, and then you said like, uh, like I, but where I messed up was, um, and I want to kind of like shift that narrative for you because everything is happening for us. And like you, that past version of yourself is someone that you're now so extremely grateful for because like she got you to where you are today. And like the choices that we make in our past, like we can't like, like, oh, I messed up. Like even when we do like quote unquote mess up or fail, it's never that like it's always getting us closer to like where we ultimately are meant to be right so kind of just like a little shift there in your verbiage when you are telling the story but um that's a fair thing to look at because it took me a really long time to get past the situation I found myself in um and I I do try to take some grace on myself because I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now Mm -hmm. and I do believe that um but yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. We're so hard on ourselves like all the time. Like we're so hard on ourselves. And yeah, there there is a, a good, like a healthy amount to be like, okay, like I could have made this decision or like could have done this better or whatever the case may be. But like also like have grace with yourself and like everything's such a learning experience. And especially at such a young age, like 25, it's such a like learning and growing stage of our life. And I also like noticed that you were like, I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have this thing where if I feel like I'm supposed to be doing something or if I should be doing it, like, is that really what I want? Or is it like what society has put pressure on us to feel that we should be doing, you know? And that's most, most of the time, like that's the case. It's like, it's not even like what we desire. It's actually what society is like, put this pressure on us to like go out and do, especially like 20. Like I remember when I was 18, I'm sure you might've felt similar. It was like when you're 18 and you're like, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to be married and I'm going to have kids and I'm going to have a house with a white pick, like, you know, the whole fucking quote unquote, like norm for what we are supposed to what's supposed to happen for us and it's like it's not like that and and now that you're 34 um you know I'm in my 30s so I'm 31 and so it's like we I feel like 28 too tell me if if you felt similar to this but like when I turned 28 felt like everything was just like it clicked and I was like oh like that's (laughs) why I'm like this and um yeah like when you said like I should be doing like what was like a when you got, was it did you realize it when you got out of the relationship that like you're like okay maybe it's like I feel like I should be doing this but like is it actually what I want like what was your thought process there so I actually had to go through a second engagement and breakup before I had that aha moment mm-hmm. um 
so both times there was cheating involved. Uh, the mm -hmm. first one was like a very cut and dry cheating story. The second one, um, it surfaced a lot of lies surfaced. He had two children with two different women. He was kind of like, he was in a very committed relationship with another woman out of state when he proposed to me. And at the, we had lived together and then he like left and was working out of state. And then it surfaced that he had a relationship with a woman who was 14 years younger than him in another state. And when <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I would like go out of town or like do things and he would fly her in and like pick her up in my vehicle kind of thing. Shut up. I'm dead serious. Holy tits. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a that's not cool man i'm so sorry that you had to go through that that was a that was a that's a big one yeah and i mean that's kind of why i say like i don't want other women to have to go through these motions to think that they need to like be okay with taking a different path or like making different decisions and i was definitely just like going through the motions of something that i thought was right and I wasn't listening to myself when I felt like something was off. I kept waiting mm. for something blatantly to tell me, this is what's wrong. This is what's going on. Instead of just listening to myself of something isn't right and I don't need to know exactly what it is. I just need to end this. And that would have saved me like a year and a half. Oh, no, you kind of cut off. Oh. You, um, you, I, it cut, I cut off when it said, um, instead of just listening to myself, and Instead then it went of like just listening to myself. Um, I kept waiting for like definitive proof that something was wrong or something was happening. Mm -hmm. And if I had just listened to my intuition mm -hmm. to leave, I would have mm -hmm. saved myself a lot of time and a whole lot of stress and problems totally. that I went through. Yeah, and like a lot of us, we especially women, we're, we're more in, you, you probably hear this, but like women are a, more in touch, more in tune with their intuition. That's actually not the case. Like men and women both like can get in touch equally with their intuition. But like as women, we have like this instinct of like, if something is wrong, it's, we like can sense it. And, but a lot of us, like we're not taught growing up to like, listen to that. For a lot of people, that's like not something it's woo woo. You know, it's like, it's not something that we're, that we're supposed to quote unquote, supposed to listen to and supposed to follow through with. And I, I, that's part of why I'm so passionate about what I do. Cause I feel like when we get those, those intuitive pings of like, something's off, something's not right. Uh, and like we listen to them, like we have, you know, you have no idea what could have happened or whatever, but like obviously whatever happened with you, it was your soul's path and your, you know, like that was what was it, everything. Everyone's trauma is like chosen for us by our higher self. <laughs> yes. Yes. Good and bad shit. All of it. It's all in our soul contract. So yeah. you were meant to go through that and, you know, Maybe it's because you're you're meant to like your purpose is to help women, you know, maybe seek out the red flags. Like you, you have you can go so many you can go so many different, you know, ways with that. But um, you know, you went through that for for on purpose for a purpose. And so it's like important to sit back and like reflect on, okay, well, why did I have to like why did 
why was that in my soul contract? Like, what am I supposed to learn from that? I find that when you have things that like when quote unquote shit hits the fan um, and you find things that like aren't going exactly the way that you had hoped or the way you planned, it's like, okay, yeah, it's not going the way I hoped or the way that I planned, but like there is a reason for this. So what am I, what is the reason? What am I supposed mm-hmm. to learn from this happening from this experience and like focusing on that as opposed to like, oh my God, I went through all this shit and woe is me victim mentality and then sticking in that like that just all of this happened and then like living with that for the rest of your life. And and it sounds like you've very beautifully and so much with so much strength and grace like moved forward into this healthy relationship that you're in now. Um, and that's amazing because not a lot of people can say like I've been through so much heartbreak and so much disappointment and like the trust, like your trust in people and being able to have an open heart and not just with men or like the relationship that you're in now, I'm sure, but like also just in general, like having trust for people in friendships, relationships, like people walking down the street or in your driving your car, you know, trusting that the person next to you is like the trust thing, you know, especially when it's, destroyed like that is so hard to rebuild. And so the fact that you've done it is, is amazing. And I commend you for that. Oh, thank you. It's uh, yeah. it was a long journey and I definitely took, it was just about a year. I took a year off of dating and that's the other thing that like, I want other women to hear and be okay with because by the time my second engagement ended, um, I think I was 30, it was 2020, middle of 2020. So COVID was going on. This That was like a whole nother layer to my COVID experience. Mm. Um, but I think I was 31 when that ended, about 31. And I felt, again, the pressure of like, oh my gosh, I have to heal. I have to start over. And that's kind of when I took the step back and I was like, I don't have to do anything. And that's when I kind of took the time to be like, okay, what do I actually want in life? What do I want? what do I need to make me happy? And really I didn't need that much. And what I always came back to was I want to travel. I've always wanted to travel. And that in that moment, I took the time off. I healed. I found myself and I found a way to travel with other women, like-minded women. And I was able to experience things all over and do these, have these amazing experiences that I wouldn't have had otherwise if I had kept dating or kept on this mission of, oh, I'm supposed to be married. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do this. And it was when I started traveling that I finally found myself. Totally. Dude, travel. I've said this in past episodes. Like I've, I traveled like solo Mm -hmm. and it is life-changing and you do, you learn so much about yourself and it's such a beautiful thing. Like if, if I can recommend anything, it's like go travel. Yes. yes. <laughs> I I've love that. What solo travel, like within the States, but, um, mm-hmm. dude, out of the country, I definitely want, I found like a women's travel group of like, like, that's so women. rad. I've met some of my like closest lifelong friends. We've literally known each other for barely two years and yeah. we're soulmates. <laughs> oh, see, that's incredible. Yeah. Travel friends. Like, yeah, no, they're, they're the best. They're the ones to keep around for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, when you say like you took the time to heal, like what did that look like for you specifically? 
Um, so I definitely, I went into therapy, um, because Mm -hmm. after the second engagement, we don't even have time to go in like through the string of events, but ultimately it left me with daily panic attacks. So I wasn't even, I was barely functioning. And my background Mm -hmm. is that I do have, my stepfather has a business that I've recently purchased, but I was running it at the time. And when you run your own business, you don't have the capacity to not function. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I know. (laughs) (laughs) When you work for yourself, you don't get sick days. And uh, so that was something like, okay, I have to do something about this immediately. So Mm -hmm. I went through several therapists because another message I want to share with people is when you find somebody to work with professionally, whether they're a therapist or anybody that's like a life coach guiding you through things, make sure they have your best interest at heart because there was some feedback I got that was so just not okay. Um, Like one of the things that was told to me was, what role did you play in him act, having this behavior? And it was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. What, is- <laughs> what role did you play in him having like seven different lives? Yeah. <laughs> and well. it was like, uh, excuse me. So yeah. it was definitely a process of like finding somebody to work with. I found them. Um, and that kind of just like started my like healing journey. I did a lot of gratitude practice. Um, I tried different methods of working out to like kind of get more in tune with my body. I've always been an athlete, but like when you get into these toxic relationships, you lose that. And when you're not like moving your body and like getting this energy out and like, you're just constantly feeling all these emotions that build up, um, you got to like work through it again. So there was a lot of different things that I went through. Um, but yeah, it took almost a year. And even when I started dating again, um, with my new boundaries, like the first person that I started dating, he was definitely an alcohol, like a raging alcoholic who hid it from me. Mm. That took about a month and a half to leave. But that was like, it took a month for me to see what was going on. And then like two weeks later, I was like, get away from me. But mm-hmm. then the next one that wasn't for me, it took like three weeks to figure out. And then I got better and better at noticing like, who are these people? And like, instead of saying, oh, I'm sure they have good qualities saying you're not for me. Like you don't fit into what I want to be doing. And mm. so eventually I was able to weed these people out after a first date or just like even just conversation. And I just don't want anybody to get discouraged because the older you get, like, especially in your thirties, dating is awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. Trying, to meet, trying, trying to meet people is awful. And they will lie, people will lie to you and you just have to have your strong boundaries and you have to know what exactly you want for yourself and don't let anybody get in the way way of that at all. Totally. I love that. Um, I will say, because this is something that I used to get a lot, I think that people stopped reaching out to me and saying these things because... I gave them the same answer over and over again, but um, I would get, you know, DMs of like, you know, men are trash or dating is awful um, or, you know, there's no good ones left out there. I'm already, I'm going through them like, like crazy, you know, like, and I can't find the person because I'm so, you know, I'm like, but this is the thing, whatever you believe to be true is, is true. And and if we're constant, and the way that we speak is so fucking important. And so if you're constantly thinking like dating is hard, men are trash, like I'm never going to find the right person, 
then that's going to be your truth. Like the world is a giant mirror. And if you're constantly, even subconsciously, if you're saying those things, then like your your brain is going to be like, oh, okay, like, is that what we believe? Then that's what we want. Because it, it doesn't know the different, it doesn't know the word want. It just hears the main words. And then it's like, okay, trash men. Like, and, and it's like, you're a magnet for these people who don't have your best interest at heart. And what really does, in my opinion, like make you an energetic match for somebody who is, does have your best interest at heart and who is worth taking the time to know is setting those boundaries, being really fucking clear about what exactly you want and your bullshit meter, especially after you've been through, you know, the things like you've been through, things like I've been through, like your bullshit meter, like you can smell it from a mile away and you're like, nope, (laughs) like easily, like, yeah, you're done. Like we're done. Goodbye. (laughs) Nice to, nice to meet you. That's it. Um, so yeah. So, I mean, I love that you said like you, you stuck with your boundaries and I feel like boundaries is a word that's like been thrown around a lot, Totally, especially in the last year. Right. And some people like don't even understand, like they don't even understand what boundaries are. So, um, like boundaries are things that you rules basically that you set for your life, um, for people that you let into your life, um, for the way that you work, the way that you take care of yourself. Like it's, it's setting those boundaries and making it clear. Like, okay. Like for instance, like if in the morning I don't take any calls before 10 AM because that's solely like a time where I want to focus on my routine, my morning routine, get my workout in, take care of myself, put myself first, make myself a priority because that's the literal definition of self-love is making yourself first, putting yourself first and making yourself a priority. Um, And then like when you do start to date and let people in, like being really clear about what you want because when you are clear about what you want and even if it's in the first date, like I honestly like I was, I like, I, my boyfriend now, like I told him what I wanted, like the second time we hung out because the, the, and I was just super honest. I'm like, look, like, this is what I want. If it's too much to ask from you, then like, you're not it. And he was yeah. like, no, like, it's okay. I'm like, I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so like, I am telling you that like the listeners out there, like I'm telling you that when you set boundaries, when you put yourself first and make yourself a priority and you get really clear on who you want to be in a romantic relationship with, they are out there. Like, just like Katie was saying, don't lose hope. Don't get discouraged. Like, just keep going. And eventually, like, you will find a person that is worth getting to know. Yes. Can you give me some examples of, like, your personal, like, couple boundaries that you set when you decided, like, okay, I'm going to start dating again? Um, for me, a big one is I do work a lot and that's important to me because not only do I have a manufacturing business, I work in aerospace defense. Um, but I also, I started a wedding flower business and oh, I love that. this was something like flowers. I've just always been drawn to them. And that's also like some, it started as a hobby and then it kind of snowballed. And I decided that doing this was important to me and I got a lot of joy out of it. And when I would meet these guys, they'd be like, Oh, you sound really busy. Like when are you going to have time to date? And to me that translates as when are you going to have time for me? 
like to focus on me because a lot of men need that. And that's just not who I am at my core. Um, you can come with me, you can support me and I will always make time for things, but you have to understand that the, my goals are also going to be very important to me. And one of the ways that I went about trying to weed men out with this is with the machine shop. I was working on a, a photo shoot. And so I had buckets of flowers all over my machine shop. And it was a really like interesting thing. And I felt like it described me in a very weird way. And I put that picture on my profile and most of the responses from men were like, why is this on here? This is like so strange. And I would try to explain it and they wouldn't get it. Mm. And the man that I've been dating for almost a year now, he responded to this photo and he said, this intrigues me. Can you explain it? Like, where are you coming from with this? I love that. Yeah. And that's like what he was drawn to. It wasn't like a photo of me or like doing anything. It was just the machine shop with the flowers. And he was like, I need to know why you posted this and like why this is who you are. Mm. And a lot of things that align in our lives really resonate with that photo. (laughs) And uh, it's just interesting like just really get down to your core. What's important to you? Well, my machine shop and my flowers. And I drew Mm. in a man that has a lot of the same hobbies as me. We both have a huge passion for flowers. He does, he works in agriculture professionally. And so it's like, he actually helps me with the flower business now. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Where did you guys meet? Say that again. Where did you guys meet? So we met. How did you meet? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. There is still hope for the dating apps. There is. Okay. I will say I had, I tried Bumble and I was out of there because it was just like, it's too easy to swipe. My thing with Hinge, the reason I liked it is because it makes people put in a little bit more effort. Um, But I am somebody who's had the same friends for literally like 20 years and I've made new friends along the way, but the Mm -hmm. prospects of me meeting new people through my social life is very limited. (laughs) So for anybody that's discouraged about the apps, like don't be discouraged. I would say be very intentional about your profile because what you put out there is what is, that's what you're going to attract. And like Michaela Mm -hmm. said earlier, like what you think about yourself is going to come through in your profile. And that's, those are the type of people you're going to attract. So you want somebody, if you want someone confident, like put confidence in your profile. You know, it's like all these little things do come through. And I also recommend like following some Instagram pages that talk about dating profiles and how, if you're a traditionalist in dating, how to approach online dating when you're still a traditionalist, because that also helped my perspective of what to look for and what to like swipe left on. Yeah. Can um, I love all of what you just said. Like, that's so amazing. And what you put out there is exactly what you get. So you could not be more right. Um, can you go into a little bit of detail as far as like when you say dating as a traditionalist, like what exactly that means? Um, like you like the strong male role and you like mm-hmm. to be the feminine. Um, if you like, you know, going on traditional dates, you like the um, traditional. I keep saying traditional. That's not helping. But you like to go. I mean, it is. I'm getting it. (laughs) But you like to go on dates and like, you know, there's a series of things that you like to happen, like uh, what you would consider traditional benchmarks with dating. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of the culture that we're in is hookup culture or situationships. And I Mm -hmm. am at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time on a situationship 
because I have limited free time and mm-hmm. I don't need somebody that just wants to like hang out here and there or like, you know, just doesn't want to commit to me. Mm-hmm. So um, that was also something that I was very intentional about with my profile. And like from the the first date, I wouldn't do it. But like on a second date, I was like, hey, like this is what I believe. Like this is what I'm looking for. And like if you're not, like don't waste my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. When you say um, you were intentional with um, – oh, my gosh. You just said something like that you were intentional with. And I was like, I wonder how she put that on her profile. Oh, on my – intentional on my profile? Yeah. So with, like, the prompts and the photos and the videos. Oh, like if you're not looking for, like, a hookup or, like, mm-hmm. a situationship. Because I know, like – I mean, yeah, you're totally – spot on as far as like the hookup culture and situationship situations. Um, but how do you like let them know via just your profile, like not talking like that you're looking for like the real deal? Like, did you just flat out bluntly be like, don't hit me up if you're just looking for a, a hookup no. or a situationship? <laughs> so this is like I'm, I'm the shit. So don't <laughs> hit me up unless you're the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, this was such a long learning process for me. And I highly recommend for anybody that's like struggling with online dating, a little nudge on Instagram is fabulous. She posts a lot of content that helps with this. But the the premise of it is um, I didn't put anything negative. Even if you're like, I don't want to just hook up. Like that's a negative stance. Everything was from a positive perspective. Um, nothing never reference anything sexual. Even if you're saying I don't, or like, I like a lot of physical touch immediately that goes to sex. And if that's not what you're looking for, like you don't put that in your profile. Um, so I was really careful about what photos I put on there. Um, there were photos that showed that I was fun and like to do things, but I wasn't holding a cocktail in every photo. And Mm. I know it can be hard because a lot of photos that we, that people have, are like when you're out having fun, But like, if you're holding a cocktail in every photo, that tells a man that you're down for a good time and you're attracting like the wrong kind of men. Um, And you definitely like, I showed like a photo of me being active to show that like, yes, I like to go outside and be active. And then I, like I said, I had the shop, the machine shop with the flowers because that's a huge part of who I am. Um, I had a a video of me playing with one of my friend's bulldogs and it was like, it was a very fun and lighthearted video but the type mm-hmm. of people that that drew in were dog lovers. And I have mm-hmm. a 15 year old dog and that dog is my life. <laughs> oh, I feel you. I feel yeah, you, girl. Yeah, you have Zeus. Yes. It, it's like, if they're not going to be absolutely obsessed with dogs, like they're probably not going to understand the accommodations that I make for my senior dog. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, no, that's, that's amazing. Okay. So we've got like, you're like the you could be like the um, dating profile guru. (laughs) I feel like you've learned a lot. And obviously you've like attracted this man who's you've been dating for a year. So he must be amazing. It must be working out for you greatly. So I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Um, Yeah, of course. Um, Is there any, any like, red flags that you would say that you were like ignoring in the beginning with like your past relationships that you think could help listeners now like I would say flakiness 
and mm. over like flakiness in any way, communication, showing up, rescheduling things with you, a man who like is very interested in you and is serious, it give them grace. Like it's going to happen here and there, but somebody who is consistently flaky run. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. Could not agree more. And also like, that's another boundary situation, you know, like if you like who, first of all, how annoying is it when you're like, <laughs> when you're like, okay, we're going to go out on a date at 630 and you show up and you meet them or you go to meet them. And then they're like 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes late. I leave after 10 minutes. Like if, if you yeah. can't like respect me, like, and show up for me, then like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, that's no. Um, so, I mean, that's like another just example of, of setting a strong boundary. Like, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you are a fucking Barbie doll looking man. Like, you know, I don't care. I don't care how much money you make. If you disrespect me and cross a boundary, then like, you're not it for me. Like I always, and that, this was another thing for me was uh second chances. Yes. I was like the queen of giving out second, second, third, fourth chances. (laughs) Yes. And you know what is so crazy? Well, not crazy. It's, it's when we start to date people, first of all, the second chances thing, I just, I don't do them. That was a boundary. Like I had the opportunity to practice standing strong, standing tall in that boundary of not giving second chances when I was dating somebody who, not even day. I had went on like three dates with this person and then they fucked up. And then three weeks later wanted to go on another date. And I was like, no, bro, like <laughs> it's yep. done. Like, please lose my number. Um, and that was like an awesome opportunity for me. And that was like an, a cycle that I broke because I was like constantly seeing, wanting to see the best in everyone and like wanting, and I was like falling in love with the potential of yes. these men And that's another thing like that I was just about to get into is like we oftentimes we meet somebody new. They're telling us everything that we want to hear. They're, you know, like they they have – they paint this perfect picture of like what we want or what we're desiring, right? And then like little things happen during the dating phase and we ignore them because we're so obsessed with and so like infatuated and and elated by this potential that they have and, oh, well, they could be this or they could be that or, oh, like, it's okay. It just happened once. It like probably won't happen again. It probably will. But yes, like, you know, yeah, like it, I've done the field you know, research. It will happen again. Yeah. <laughs> same. You got, we're on the same page, sis. Um, yeah. So it's like stand tall in your boundaries like a woman who knows what she fucking wants a woman who has strong boundaries and a woman who makes herself a priority and puts herself first like you're going to attract men who are eventually you will find one person that is going to respect you and going to mirror everything that you are to yourself and also you're going to get reflections meaning when you date, just like when you just did decide to date, you had, you know, a couple people that you had to, you know, wean out. And that's because when we ask for something from the universe or God source, whatever you pray to, like whatever word best resonates with you, 
we don't just get it handed to us like, oh, here you go. Like, here's the perfect situation. It's like, no, what's going to happen is you're going to be given opportunities to stand stand tall on your boundaries, giving, given opportunities to wean out like who you are choosing to be, deeming to be acceptable to let into your life and to open up your heart like that again to somebody. Um, and that that is so powerful, in my opinion, to to be able to like kind of have those realizations of like, no, like that's actually a red flag for me. And I'm going to have to say goodbye. It was nice to meet you. Next. And it feels so good when you hold mm-hmm. to that and you're like, oh my gosh, I just stood up for myself. And like, I, I stood by what I believe for myself. Absolutely. It feels so good. And you break, you literally break cycles. Like I was stuck in the cycle of giving second chances and, and finding men that were unemotionally, right? Emotionally unavailable. <laughs> unemotionally yeah. could be a word. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I was like stuck in this cycle. And then I realized like I looked inside, like I looked, I started doing the work. I, you know, hired a mentor and worked with her and worked through a lot of my self-worth issues and self-love issues. And that's so, so much of why I'm passionate about what I do and why I do what I do now. But like in that transition period of like finally coming to the realization like I I'm obviously like missing something like I'm obviously not seeing something that it's like I'm the common denominator okay so how can I like fix this right like how can I and it's not that you need to be fixed like I don't want to give anyone the impression that they're like broken like I used to say that all the time like oh I'm broken but like that's not the fucking case like you're not broken nothing needs to be fixed it's just that you need to be reminded of how amazing you are you need to be reminded of your worth you need to see your own value and once you do all of those things everything starts to shift because you see your worth you do not settle for anything less than what you fucking deserve and you stand in your boundaries and like that's when your life changes and sometimes you need somebody 99.9 percent of the time you need somebody there (laughs) beside you holding your hand during that journey because you guys it is it's hard like it can be really hard to work through those emotions on your own but when you have somebody there to be like okay like you know, to dissect it for you, with you, not for you, but with you and to help you kind of guide you, give you the right journal prompts and the right way to work through whatever it is that you're needing to work through. It's so life-changing. Yes. And I absolutely like anybody that's struggling with dating or like attracting the wrong men, highly, highly, highly recommend seeking out somebody to work with you through the problems. Because even when I was working through them, it was like, I knew these things. There was a lot of things that came up that I was so aware of that I was doing or that I needed to work on. Um, But there's something about having somebody there to like work them, work through it with you that it's just like freeing. And it's, it also allows you to just like get the tools that you need to keep improving and like get what you want in life. Totally. The tools, the tools are so important. (laughs) So important. They're so, some of them are so simple and like tedious, but like they work, you know, it's just like what they say, like the small things that you do every day, they add up. So yes, they do. Amazing. Well, I appreciate you so much for sharing your story with us and your insights and your opinions. Um, I'm going to give you, uh, I, more than happy to answer any questions that you have that you'd like for me to intuitively channel for you. Now is the time. Okay. Um, so 
I've put in clearly put in a lot of effort into my dating life and it has kind of pr- given me a little bit of uh, decision fatigue, I guess, or I've, I've basically worked through all these massive problems in my personal life. And now professionally, I've taken a couple big steps and I have a lot of big decisions in front of me and I've had a hard time like figuring out which route I want to take and Mm. how to decide which route I want to take because ultimately they can all lead to the same end road but they're different lengths of of time they're different amounts of effort there's different levels levels of risk and Mm -hmm. um, like I guess that's that's what I'm struggling with now and that's what I'm putting my energy into figuring out okay um so can with that being do you feel comfortable sharing one a little bit more specifically that you're struggling with that I could like in like look into intuitively I guess uh decisions that I need to make with my business as far as um how long do I want to invest in it do I do I want to do a short-term flip and sell it and move on to the next thing or do I want to do a medium length of time and grow it for a little bit? Or do I want to commit to this as my career path, like for the, until I retire? Immediately, the first thing that I heard was like the short-term flip and go after because like the reality of it is, is like, this isn't the business that you're in now isn't one that you're like, like you're passionate about it and you love it and you've been doing it for a long time and you're like good at it. And also like there are other endeavors, other things that you're like desiring to do to get into that are that like light you up and make you feel young and like happy. Yes. <laughs> is what I'm seeing. Yeah. And so I ultimately like, and also it's the, it's the answer that you, it's the question that you gave me first, right? It was like the answer, it was the answer that you gave me first is what I'm trying to say. Like you basically answered your own question in me asking you to ask me the correct, like in that type of way, in that format. But um, I'm definitely saying that doing something that you like, because you're good, like you feel good, but you're, you are having this internal battle of like what you feel is quote unquote right. And and this is a pattern that you're in of like doubting yourself. And um, when I say doubting yourself, I mean like doubting your ability to make decisions. And this is like uh, your intuition. Like it just – you have to, like you were saying earlier, get – trust your intuition. Trust that intuitive feeling, that intuitive pull to do the short-term flip and to invest in – what you're actually truly passionate about. Like you have such a beautiful like entrepreneurial um, mind and you can do so much with that. And yes, it is a risk. And also like it's it feels good and it's it feels what you – like for some reason you feel pulled to do this, right? Yeah. And that is your biggest – like that's your biggest green flag right? Like intuition is 
intuition is unexplainable. Like you, it, it just is like, there's no explaining it. You don't know why you feel this way. Like everything's good where you're at now. Like everything's good. You're comfortable. You, you can like do this for the rest of your life and be fine. Yeah. And <laughs> it's not ultimately what's going to make you the happiest person. It's not going to make you the happiest version of yourself. It's very true. <laughs> yeah. So as far as that goes, if I can say anything other than what I just said, it's trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust those pings you get that um, guide you toward closer towards like what you're actually passionate about. Like, and and the money will come, and like you have to just trust that. Like you're you're already like you're already you're doing so many different things and also like I keep hearing time, like time, like you're very worried about like time still, even though you consciously know that you're good, but there's something in your subconscious back here that's like time, time, time. And like what I want you to, I guess a shift that I can give, give you is, um, stop worrying so much about your 10-year plan and do what's going to make you happy in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I want you to focus a little bit more. Like, you work so fucking hard and you need to focus a little bit more on play. Like, your higher self is like, please tell her to fucking play because she's yeah. doing too much. She's doing the most. <laughs> yeah. So if, if there is anything that I can, like, if higher, like, higher self is literally, like, telling me, like, please tell her she needs – to stop worrying so much about like everything that's happening in the future and start to be more present, more grounded, to trust yourself and the decisions that you make, even on a day-to-day basis. Um, And then I I say, go for it, like flip the business and fucking go after your dream of, I'm, it's the flower shop, I'm guessing, or like not the, like, Um, a a, a version of it, but definitely like a, land there's land involved so okay yeah love that yeah and that farm yes so I love that and I think that that is definitely like your path and your soul's like desire like you're like to your core like that's your soul's desire like this business that you have it wasn't your idea and like I said you have such a like entrepreneurial mind your soul is craving to create something that is solely yours that you can be like I fucking did this it's true like that's going to feel so good to you yeah no you're right you're very right thank you I know (laughs) (laughs) I'm good at what I do yes you are (laughs) amazing um do you have any anything else any other questions or no, this has been great. I hope, um, you know, I hope that somebody hears this and it resonates with them. That would be my hope. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's why I do the podcast. <laughs> um, again, thank you, Katie, so freaking much for being vulnerable, opening up to us, um, being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate you and your time. Yes. I enjoyed it. Thank you, Michaela. Yeah, of course. Okay, guys. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. A new episode out next week, next Tuesday. Got something special for you. Uh, Just a quick reminder too, I do have my signature program making its live debut. It's already 
available for purchase right now. You can claim your spot. It starts January 16th. Um, super excited about that four week program, all about skyrocketing your self love, your self image, getting in touch with your intuition, learning how to manifest and quantum leaping closer, you closer to what you're desiring. Such a perfect fucking time to do this. Like beginning of the year, jump into it, get to know yourself, like come home to yourself. Um, so, so important. And this program, I've really put so much love, so much effort and time into it. And um, I can't wait to transform lives through this program the way that, you know, the work that I've, the, what I'm teaching in this program, it's literally transformed my life. And I've put like the big major things that have into this program for my people. So I hope that whoever gets into it, enjoys it, loves it. I can't wait to hear what you think about it. And if you have any questions, um, I'm going to post the link for that in the show notes below. I will post a link to book a session with me in the show notes below as well. Um, And I think that's about it. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Katie. I hope everyone has an incredible week, weekend, and happy Tuesday. Chat soon.